Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, the home of cycling. I'm Graham Wilgos, and as this is a bonus edition of the show, we wanted to bring you all a Chenoise interview with Liège Baston Liège winner Lizzie Dignan. Our shout for Sports Personality of the Year. Me and Brad will be back tomorrow to chew over a crazily close photo finish in today's sprint at the Giro d'Italia, the ongoing conversation around rider safety, as well as all the action from Stage 5. In the meantime, here's Orla in conversation with Lizzie. Lizzie. Liège Bass on Liège, just how special a win was that for you? Very much up there with what some of the best wins I've ever had. Yeah, really, really delighted with it. I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd win Liège uh, and to win it solo kind of capped it off, yeah. This has been such a remarkable season for you, hasn't it? I mean, how would you compare your form now to, to before you had Orla, for example, your child? Uh, well, I mean, it's with things like power meters etc I can tell you know that I'm more powerful than I was before I had Orla but actually I, I already was last season but it just meant that the peloton had moved on it, it's harder to win races now than it was before I had Orla definitely. It's harder to win races Lizzie but you're doing a very good job of it you must be enjoying this season <laughs> are you? Yeah, I am. Do you know, I think this season's been difficult for everybody because obviously coronavirus has meant that, you know, we can't target or prepare for races in the same way that we have. So I think having a flexible and just relaxed approach has really um, been really good. I'm just enjoying it. I'm taking every race as it comes and not trying to be, you know, too focused on peaking. And it's just about having fun. And I think in this team, I've really found the ability to really have fun on my bike again. And Lizzie, before we started recording, you were telling me about um, your daughter Orla and how she's been watching a bit of bike racing recently. She shouts at the TV now, doesn't she? She does, yeah. So she watched uh, Sam Bennett win on the Champs-Élysées and she was shouting, go on, Sam, Sam, and how fast, <laughs> how fast. <laughs> and yeah, she, she shouts, go mama, go mama, when I win, which is really nice. And mama winning is one of her favourite phrases, I understand. That's quite a good one. Yeah. Mama winning, yeah, exactly, yeah. She, I so think she, she doesn't still doesn't understand, but you know, she she will do, and it's it's nice that I know I have an, another couple of seasons now where she can enjoy watching me race and understand it a bit. Will she get to shout "Mama winning" at the TV in the next couple of races? We've got quite an exciting calendar coming up for you still, don't we? Yeah, so I think you know we can be pretty sure that those Belgium classics will go ahead. Obviously, there's rumours about Roubaix maybe not happening and Madrid not happening. So at the moment, just kind of focused on the Flanders classics coming up. And yeah, I'm obviously in good shape and so is the rest of the team. So I think we've got some good chances. So let's look at Gent-Bevelgem then and at the Tour of Flanders. Do you know what your plan is going to be for those races yet? No, but normally it's always aggressive. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in a team meeting yet with Ina or Georgia where they've said, we'll take it easy today. It's always <laughs> a really aggressive, proactive uh, tactic, which is nice. I like to race like that. 
And let's assume that Pyrebe will go ahead. How special is it to have a woman's Pyrebe in the calendar? And what would you be most looking forward to in that race? Just feeling like I was a part of history, I think. Um, to be able to say that I was part of the inaugural ever women's Pyrebe would be special. I think it's um, it shows that we're going places with women cycling and progress is really being made. I've, I just feel privileged that I get to get to start there, really. Looking ahead to next year then and the Olympics, Bradley and Brian have been discussing the differences between racing for your trade team and racing for Team GB. What are the main differences that you find with that, especially you know coming off the back of the World Championships that we've just had recently as well? Um, there's lots of differences, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Dutch are this super team and it's incredibly difficult to beat them. But I also think that, you know, Anna van der Breggen didn't win the World Championships because she was in the strongest team. She won it because she's the strongest rider. So... There's an element of that, but I do think if you're the strongest rider, then usually on a hard course, you have the best chance. So you try not to get too kind of bogged down with the fact that you're in a smaller team and perhaps not as well supported as some of the Dutch riders. But the Olympics is not quite as difficult in terms of team tactics because there's only maximum four riders. And then, you know, in Tokyo, for instance, there'll be four Dutch and two GB spots. Unfortunately, we didn't secure any more spots than that. So you just have to race differently it's, it's much more tactical and do you notice a big difference then because at the moment of course you're riding the crest of this wonderful team wave where it seems that you've managed to create something within Trek Segafredo that is imperceptible really but very visible this wonderful camaraderie and teamwork do you notice the difference then when you've got to go to your national team and I guess it's quite difficult to forge that immediately is it yeah, it's really hard to just replicate that immediately. I mean, I don't race with the GB girls at all, only once a year. And it, it can be quite difficult. It's not that you have, a, you know, we have a great set of women. There's no personality clashes. It's just simply in a peloton, you end up finding yourself in the wheel of a Trek Segafredo rider rather than a GB rider because that's the way your natural rhythm in races goes. So it's it's harder to find each other. It's harder to communicate. I mean, I can look at Elisa's face and know how she's feeling. I don't even have to see behind her glasses, you know. So it takes some time to be able to build that up. I didn't have that straight away in Trek Sigafredo. It does take time. Lizzie, I want to ask you about a GB teammate, Geraint Thomas, who has, of course, crashed out of the Giro d'Italia. I know you're in a busy block right now, so you won't necessarily be sitting down to watch men's racing for hours on end. But he is a rider you know well. He's raced with your husband, of course, Phil. I guess when this kind of thing happens, we can all sympathise, but I always think that only a, pro a fellow professional rider really understands that the pain and the emotional agony of having to drop out of a race when you're pre-race favourite. Yeah, I feel incredibly sorry for Geraint. I think the amount of sacrifice and hard work that he's put in is uncomprehensible for most people so um yeah i you know i feel bad for him but i'm sure that he'll he'll bounce back from it and you know he'll go on to even bigger and better things next year but yeah like you say for him and for the race i think it's a real disappointment and what about the race for your team then trek segafredo what are what are the chances there do you think if you get a chance to cast an eye that direction well, I think Nibali showed yesterday that he's already in good shape. The whole team did, actually. They rode really well together. They're a mainly Italian team. Uh, I think they'll be incredibly motivated and excited to race. Um, the Italians, in particular, had a really tough lockdown period. And to be able to race in the Giro d'Italia for our team uh, is, is really exciting. And I know that they're hugely motivated. I think the race is wide open. 
so unpredictable. I think if anybody has a team that can potentially control it and dictate a bit of it, then it would be Trek Segafredo. So I think now they're in a pretty good position. Lizzie, I don't know if you've managed to see um, any news reports this morning, but there's some speculation about the future of Paul Carr and whether they'll be able to continue in the sport. I don't expect you to have any inside information on that, but I guess when a new sponsor comes into women's racing, we all celebrate, certainly in the middle of a pandemic. Um, How would you sum up the the state of women's cycling right now and, and I guess the potential of losing another sponsor? Yeah, I think it's really, really a shame that that might happen. I think Thomas Campana is really good at scouting women with potential. And I think Paul Carr has some incredibly talented and um, women with great futures ahead of them. So I hope that something can be secured. But, you know, obviously it is a difficult year for everybody um, and it's difficult and it always is in cycling, but potentially this year even harder. And I I do think that women's cycling actually has come out of it okay. There, There hasn't been that many talks of women's team folding so this would be kind of the first one that I've heard about but um, yeah it would obviously be very disappointing. And back to you Lizzie you're currently leading the women's world tour how special is that and how much did that mean to you to to finish the year if you're able to keep that lead? Yeah it's a surprise I never really even considered it or thought about it and um, yeah it would it's obviously really important to me but also to the team I think it's nice to be able to you know if you can't be world champion then that's the next best thing <laughs> <laughs> and and another accolade that you maybe could be in the running for I don't know if you've seen but our very own Sir Bradley Wiggins has been shouting for you to be sports personality of the year this year what do you make of that <laughs> Uh, yeah, cheers, Brad. Um, yeah, another one that totally unexpected. Um, I was lucky enough to be nominated in 2015, was it, or 16? And yeah, it was, a, it was a nice do, but I'm sure there won't be much of a party this year, so maybe maybe next year would be a better year for it. You get your frock on in the living room. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to make too much of an effort. You don't have to worry about your heels. <laughs> yeah, an excuse. Lizzie, thank you so much. Best of luck with the racing to come. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.